3: This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Tony Basilio
8: welcoming you to another edition. We are shaking lakes and rocking docks, ladies and germs, on the one, the only. It is an absolutely outstanding day to be alive and well. Todd Helton, 6.30 Eastern Time tonight, finds out his fate. That guy's got to be on pins and needles. Adrian Beltre getting in. Uh, and then there's questions about, there's two other ones. And Helton is right, right on the line, so they say. He would be the second player in the history of the Southeastern Conference to make it into Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame. I mean, you think about how big that is. That is absolutely, absolutely Incredible when you stop and think about it. And what a terrific honor that would be. What a great thing that will be for all of us. Not only him, but uh, Bell is going to get in. It looks like Joe Maurer from the Twins is going to get in. And Todd Helton, last year who got 72.2% of the vote, got to get in the mid 70s he needs to get to 75 percent to get in is he going to get there matt dixon's been tracking this in our hall of fame bureau back from our snowbird bureau matt jump bureaus matt dixon do you believe todd helton gets in yes or no
9: uh yes this is the year he finally gets in should should already be in but it's a a great honor for for a guy that played at Tennessee from Knoxville. Incredible. Probably the, best, probably the best athlete that's ever come out of Knoxville. Incredible. Uh, long time coming. I'm, I, I can't wait to see him get officially get in later today.
8: No doubt about
1: it.
9: Andrew
8: Jones I, uh, is up there. A-Rod's up there. Manny, those guys are stagnant. They're not getting votes. So, there you have it. It, it looks like is going to get in, Maurer's probably going to get in, and Helton's right on that line, y'all. That's what they're saying, stuff I'm reading.
10: I uh, I can't believe of all the SEC, great SEC baseball in- players that have come down Incredible, time. Incredible. To only have one in the Hall of Fame is just unbelievable. I, I want to know where Berkey is that- on this.
8: Berkey sells me every year. This is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Every Matt, how do you explain that, Berkey? How do you explain that? How do people explain it's, that? No,
9: it, it's really, it's really odd, uh, kind of a, a really weird deal. Because I think like the University of Minnesota has two players themselves already in Cooperstown. I think what maybe, more, maybe even three. What Minnesota? Two, yeah. Which is insane that they have more than the entire SEC. So I guess it would have to be, because to be in the Hall of Fame, you have to be just a you know a, a, an elite generational talent, and maybe most of those guys just skip college altogether. But it's still very odd that there's only one right oh, now, and hopefully we'll be two at the end of the day.
8: Don't let Berkey hear you say that. Don't let Berkey hear you say that. That you guys skip college and I, be a generational I think talent. College they in. I do f- I skip the case. Don't let Berkey hear you say that. Have you guys ever looked it up? How many guys are in the Baseball Hall of Fame? Because you, you talk about select company. Of course, the Yankees have a few fake Hall of Famers, but the Yankees have a few fake everything. Um. But how many baseball Hall of Famers are there? That anybody want to venture a guess at that? Brian, what do you think the number is? Cuz I won't give it to you. It's I would say it's it's less than it's like around 2 to 300. 343 members. Mm. 343. Close. And in fact, there are 270 former major league players. Now, we've only been playing baseball for 150 years under the MLB banner in our country. Think about the thousands and the thousands and the millions and the millions! 270 former major league players. Then you got the Sada O's and people like that, but 40 executives, pioneers, 23 managers, 10 umpires, 343 total. 270. Is Sada O in, Matt? Is he in, the, uh, is he in baseball's Hall of Fame? Do we know? The uh, great uh, Japanese slugger, who liked his fried rice.
9: I I would assume he's not in Cooperstown.
8: Not interesting. I said that and then I stopped myself.
9: Do, do you think? Do you think that the the steroid guy should be in? Hell no.
8: See that really bolsters Todd's chances too, because Todd was clean and pure as a driven snow. So yeah, that he, he
9: aged as, as normally like you're supposed to. Exactly you start, right. Your body starts breaking down.
8: Yeah, he got to 36 or so, and un, un, very unfortunate. Near, I kept, got close
9: to 3,000 hits.
8: That's how it worked for him. So we got that to talk about. We got Georgie Mack of the Vols to talk about. Uh, Brian, anything else happened yesterday? We ought to discuss. The Titans have a new coach. I uh, spell Javonte, called
10: Spragans that. and Elijah Simmons are returning for their super senior season.
8: Spragans and Elijah Simmons. Got a great photo of young Andy Kofor and Elijah Simmons outside my Dreamer Studio Annex. they just that like, today, Brian? Yeah, I saw it on the. Uh, uh, Brian Schumper tweeted it out about five minutes ago.
10: The great don't Ryan really Schumper. I
9: anywhere else to go, at least right now. I got no left to go. I got nowhere
8: Go to our phones. Jerry Palm's going to join. He's going to lend us a hand. Going to white knuckle it up with him. I remember we used to get him on Matt. We used to white knuckle it, asking him what we got to do to get in the tourney. Jerry told uh, Brian <laughs> yesterday, Matt, we were on a we were solid on the two line. Brian asked if we're going to be a one seed. And he said, "No, you're on the two line." Breaking news.
9: Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, I'd say that that's probably correct right now. When when the SEC, you know, go probably fourteen and four, probably in conversation to be a one.
8: How many Barnes's? uh, How many of Barnes's two seeds have gone the elite eight, Matt? Can we look look that up?
9: I think all of them, but the Grant and Admiral team. It's only like two or three figures, but
8: figures. It figures. Matt, tell the living listener the photos of the hill that I live on. What it looks like? Because I started uh, it out yesterday. About
9: seven seven cars kind of spun out all in a right right at the same little turn. Looked like a, a demolition derby now, night.
8: To those cars, you are going to have to move if the to, if the uh, plow is going to come up here. I'm not calling anybody out on the air, but I'm just trying to be neighborly. I mean, we love you, but it's been 10 days. All right, let's, uh, without further ado, go to our phones, because uh, why not? We don't usually do this, but let's deviate from the septum here. Hello and welcome into our first call. On a Tuesday edition, we're Todd Helton's Chasing Immortality, and we only have one Major League Hall of Famer of all these great players down through the years in the Southeastern Conference, which is really hard for me to believe, and his name... um, Matt Dixon is? That'd be Frank Thomas from Auburn. Who hit two of the longest home runs I've ever seen in my life uh, in uh, Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Just for, just for the sake of the conversation, when I was a student covering a game, he hit a ball that was still going up when it crossed the fence. The left field fence, when it crossed the road, it was still going up. I believe that ball fell way on the other side of the railroad tracks. I've ne- And it was with one of those old live juiced bats they had back in the late 80s. I- I've never seen anything like oh, that in my life. Awesome. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Anywhere but in the He
9: also, Mark, Mark Griffin also, also struck him out. So you got to hold that against Frank Thomas.
8: May have to get Griff on tomorrow. To break that down scientifically, we're also going to get Griff on tomorrow, Bri, to talk about the implosion of Vanderbilt, whose uh, basketball implosion set for Saturday night is running on time, ladies and gentlemen. This is from our Snowbird Center. Hello and welcome into our first call. You're on the air. Hey,
0: Tony. Jake from Memphis. How you doing, man? What's up, Jake? I hope you uh, hope you're able to safely leave the house soon, clear your head. And Interesting,
8: I, uh, you can tell you can hear it in my voice, man.
0: Well, I mean, ten days will do that to anybody. I've been outside you know, for about
8: five minutes in ten days. And that's no joke because I got no time. I'm not going outside in snow. I'm just not doing it. So,
0: well, I'm, I'm hoping you're able to get out soon, man, and feel, feel better. Um, I talk about things that are kind of hard to comprehend. You talk about the uh, baseball Hall of Fame only having one. SEC guy in there. If you can help me uh, with my history here, when when was the last year that Heath Schuler started for for the Vols? Was it 91, 92? 93. 93. 93 was the last year. Okay, and, and then am I right in in thinking that that's the last time we've had an in state QB start for Tennessee?
8: He wasn't in state; he was in North Carolina.
0: Oh. Last in player to Atlanta? start
8: for Tennessee would have been Joey Matthews of Sevierville.
0: Your,
8: I guess Andy Kelly is the last one that actually
10: started and played a but lot. A,
8: but, a, yeah, the last starting starting quarterback would have been 30-plus years ago. That's a really, really good point right there. The last guy that basically led a team from wire to wire or something close to that would have been Andy Kelly. Andy Kelly. Wow.
0: 30 over 30. That, that, that just seems hard for me to believe but man, how cool is that that we can get that going again with, with Georgie Mack and I'm I, I echo what you said yesterday on your show that he definitely came across humble and and uh, and thankful and yeah. but, I mean I'm not naive to think that NIL didn't play a part in this. Of course it did. Um, but it it's cool it's cool this to, to see we finally got one of those guys that grew up wearing Tennessee gear and 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 anybody in the country wanted and we, we we're back to that point it was man it just yesterday was such a great day and I wanted to um I wanted to get your thoughts it's it's kind of a little thing that kind of um made may go unnoticed but x might have thought about it or you might have talked to him behind the scenes about it but um you know we we see these recruiting services you know on threes kind of exploding um and they just opened up headquarters in Nashville. And I wonder how, you know, these guys, in George McIntyre included, they're, they're going to be about the brand, some more than others, but building that brand is huge. Getting on these YouTube channels that got a bunch of followers, you know, it builds their brand. And to have, you know, an on three in Nashville, um, does that help us? Does that, is that something that's just, you know, man, I just, not a big deal or could that be something that, that helps us in the future just as far as exposure goes
8: mm, i don't think it has anything to do with anything um but that that would be my sense of that kids kids today are worried about a couple things they're worried about can you get me better can you get me to the lee and how much money do you have for me uh, they're not worried about on three being in nashville i, I would think that's if you were to rank things uh, being down on the list, that'd be like uh, number nine hundred ninety-nine out of a thousand. So, do
0: you think he was? Um, do you think he was going to come here before Saban left?
8: Yes, I, I think that young guy was always going to come here. I mean, he he basically said, uh, "Me coming here is a calling." When people talk like that, that means they were going to have to be talked out of it. Allah. I believe in my heart of hearts that the kid that plays for the Jaguars wanted to play for the Vols. He grew up a Peyton Manning fan. Family was a Tennessee fam. Uh, guy I know uh, who talked to his father on the official visit. Father called him, said they're treating my kid like garbage. I can't believe this. I mean, Tennessee ran, basically ran that kid to Clemson. That's what they did. People could choose to believe that or not, but that's what they did. And and you were going to have to do that to this kid too. Um, X makes a great point about him in that not only do you get him committed now, but he will be up here for all the spring days, junior days. I know one was just canceled due to inclement weather over the weekend, but he'll be here for all that stuff. Any of their big recruiting weekends, he'll be here for. I'm sure they've given him a list of numbers that he's got stored in his phone of guys he's texting and reaching out to. And he's already a somebody on the seven-on-seven circuit. X wrote a great, and I gave X the blog today, Matt will have the blog tomorrow, breaking down the depth charts, uh, depth chart for the Vols for the upcoming year. But you can check it out over at tclub.team, Team. The significance of Georgie Mack today and that commitment.
0: Well, I, I can't, yeah, no, I can't wait to read. I I've, I think he's got a chance to um, to really be a bigger deal here than than Nico. And I say that just because he's an in-state guy. Yeah, you know, I think that's right. I think that's it's right. Huge. Yeah. Thank you, Tony. Thank appreciate you. Your
11: time,
8: man. Because we, we all looked at Nico and said, how come it hasn't translated into other recruits, which is a fair. Because generally when you get one of those guys, but the truth is Nico is half a world away. So how could he affect that? When you get a guy that's right in your backyard, like X said, and these guys are relational recruiters. That's what the staff does. That's why they're not as good. Out of the portal, and they're not very good out of the portal. They're okay, but they're not. I mean, they're they're not. To put it this way, these guys aren't moving their bar out of the portal. There's not because it's not their. It's just not their deal. Heupel's, uh almost see you six seven times. And whether that's good or bad, whether it, I mean whatever that is, it is. At this point, we we are learning that we've learned that. I'm intelligent enough to think that's exactly. How this thing works with Heiple to get you on campus five or six times, get to see you, get to know you, and I think he wants to be comfortable with people too. So, and, and whereas this portal stuff is just more business. What do you have for me? Uh, we um we had Ryan Callahan on the air, day and he was saying that one of those guys came in last week. I think one of the guys they got was here for like thirty minutes or three hours, rather. Was in out, he went here and somewhere else. Boom boom. 30 minutes but three hours not a literal 30 minutes but you know cup of coffee as they say in the trade speaking of which i'm gonna take a sip here we're gonna get pommy on the line we got to celebrate i hope titan's bill will call we got to celebrate that titan's hire from yesterday brian i think the titans made a really really great hire with the callahan kid from um from Bengaland. Yeah, I think they are going to go offensive
10: this time instead of defensive the way they did with Frable. Yeah, and I think it's a really. And I think sma- that's a good idea.
8: It was a smart move, and uh, it's a risk for them worth trying. You never know with any of these guys. I mean, my Eagles are kind of a circus right now, but they did the right thing in keeping Sirianni. The problem is they have the same general manager, and so they're going to lure over Sirianni like Geppetto. And it's like a lot of these young guys in the NFL now get hired. So that the front offices can lord, o- lord it over them, which Doug Peterson, Brian, that's why he was no longer with the He won the world championship with the Eagles, and a couple years later he was out. And behind the scenes, what happened was, and Brian doesn't like this guy because Doug loves Press Taylor. They wanted him to fire Press Taylor in Philly, and he said, you're firing me if you're going to fire him, and they fired him. And that's how much he loves Press Taylor. He's going to go down with the ship
10: with him one more time if he's
8: not careful. Because Press Taylor stinks out loud. He's going to go down with the ship with him again. That guy stinks bad. That guy stinks like bad fish on dry ice as we continue with more after this.
9: This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.
3: Alert, alert!
7: Columbia's own 8th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Tripleheader returns on April 2nd at the Ridley Sports Complex. Columbia Central versus Spring Hill at 10 a.m. Then it's Columbia State versus UT Southern at 1.30. And at 5.30, the Lady Volunteers face off against the Memphis Tigers. Tickets are available online at columbiatn.com slash midstateclassic. Tickets are $10 and good for all three games. The Mid-State Classic, April 2nd. See you at the game.
6: This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.
8: This is something that the great Matt Dixon looks forward to every single year. And he's with us today, but now joining us on your TLD Logistics Hotline, ladies and gentlemen, online at tldlogistics.com. Absolutely getting you off that hill each and every day. You bow your head when you say his name. From CBS Sports, the great Jerry Palm. Jerry, I hope you're well. You are the originator, the OG of Bracketology. How you doing, my man?
5: All right. How are you?
8: We were talking off the air. Little, Jerry goes, you know, Tone, a uh, little early for this. <laughs> Seven weeks, Jerry. Seven well, weeks till you, you Selection Sunday. Was, Make me feel warm right now because we've been through some brutal weather fired here. Fired up, oh.
5: and uh, I don't really get fired up until, like, really fired up until February, maybe after, like, around the Super Bowl. When the Super Bowl is over, then it's like full speed ahead. No doubt about it.
8: Super Bowl's right around the corner. Hall of Fame vote comes down the night. We're tracking whether or not Todd Helton gets in. How about our boy? Speaking of HOF, how about. He gets in eventually. I don't know about. Hey, 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 hey. hey, I I didn't ask you. I didn't didn't know. Okay. How how about. We need you to stay in your lane here. We're really going to make Matt Dixon mad if we go that route. We don't want to do that with him. We don't want (laughs) to trigger him. Um, Okay. My boy Dalton Connect, who's ripping this league apart. I mean, limb from limb is what I would call it. He's a
5: great player. Where
8: where do we rank the Southeastern conference and where do we rank the big 10? It was a better league right now.
5: Um, I would say, uh, the top to bottom, the, the SEC has got more depth. I think they're pretty similar at the top quality at the top. Um, the big 10's got three, you know, the top four seed type teams and the SEC has probably got three or maybe four of that level. Um, so, uh, yeah, but then the, there's better depth in the SEC, and I think that in the end the SEC is going to put more teams at the turn.
8: How many you think right right now? If you, and obviously this is silly. We're seven weeks out, but just project yeah, well, seven, a, eight, you know, okay. six,
5: five. What's the number? Um, uh, let's see. We got what? Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn. Uh, the Mississippi's are in there fighting. Um, I wouldn't rule out South Carolina. So in the end, six or seven. Mm-hmm. I left somebody out, surely.
8: Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Big Ten gets how many in? Uh,
5: five or six. It actually, it's going to depend a lot on whether Michigan State ever decides to beat Michigan State. Um, you know, they show every, every once in a while they show a sign of it. Mm-hmm. But that that is one of the most baffling teams because they have great freshmen, but mm-hmm. they also returned a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. From last year, and they just can't get out of out of their own way. It's, it's um, so the, the Big Ten is probably no more than six, and the SEC. Oh, I was forget, I knew I was forgetting somebody. A and M should be in that list of potential tournament teams. So, so like, they, they've got you know I'd like eight teams with a shot, seven or eight, yeah. six or seven of those eight will probably get in. The Big Ten really has six teams with a shot. Mm-hmm. they could all get in, but it, it's, it's not more than sick, you know? So anyways, so, um, Jerry, play ball with me here. If, um, okay.
8: if Dalton can act right, yep. it, it, it Dalton can act, if he's the best player in a better league,
5: isn't he the best player? No, <laughs> no, it's not. Sorry. It's, it's Jackie. And there's, I mean, Dalton Connects having a great year, and he may be the leading scorer yeah. uh, in the SEC, and he might, you know, threaten to be the leading scorer nationally. And he's not Zeggy he, because nobody dominates a game like he does on wow. both ends of the floor. It just there's just no nobody's got an answer for him. So yeah, no, it's 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 going to be Zeggy if he stays healthy.
8: Did, did but, I think, you...
5: but I but I don't mean that as a slight on Dalton Connect because he's a terrific player. You know he really is.
8: Is there a chance that Connect wins the award?
5: Uh, Not if Zach stays healthy. Oh gosh, sorry, Uh, but don't feel bad. It's not just him; it's everybody else, also. As about you know, I mean he's got a he's got a better chance than most others, but no. All American? Oh yeah, first team All American. Definitely on on path for that.
8: Rank the leagues for me.
5: Um Big Twelve, um SEC, uh Big Ten, Big East. Actually you could probably switch those two. Um because the, the, they have about the same number of tournament teams, but the Big East is only eleven to start with. Um and then uh A C C just shockingly bad this year. How does and, that happen? Explain. And then the Pac-12. I, well, you know, you've got you've got some of the bigger name programs in transition. Um, Virginia is off. Syracuse has got a new coach. Um, you know, NC State seems a little bit off. It's just kind of a weird year for you know nobody really got much done outside the league, which is where you know that's that's how you do it. You have to get wins outside the league um, in order to. You know, build up the the league as a whole, and the AC. You know, other than you know Carolina and Duke and Clemson, there's like a, an enormous gap between those three and anybody else. And I would not be surprised at all if those were the only three teams to make the NCAA tournament, because nobody else seems to get out, be able to get out of its own way.
8: You know, what's wild um, is the SEC several years ago basically went public and said, "Hey, we're going to hire better coaches." wasn't under this commissioner as the previous guy, but we're going we're, we're going to get serious about basketball. You know, they did that I can't, I can't help but wonder if the way they spend money on basketball now because I know Tennessee spends money on their roster, I, I can't help but wonder if maybe they've taken a bunch of the kids that would have been over in the ACC and just basically shifted that conference over here because that's what looked like that's kind of what looks like is has happened here.
5: Um, well, you know, maybe, um, they're, they're certainly getting better players and they're definitely spending more money, um, and they have money to spend. So, you know, that's, um, you know, it's, that's good. I mean, they can't spend all that money on football, well, maybe they can. Uh, but when you've got all that money coming in that the SEC and the, and the big 10 are are the big cash cows in college sports right now, it's not just football that benefits. It's every, it's all the sports that benefit. Uh, From that, and the SEC is—they've upgraded facilities, they've upgraded coaches, uh, and as a result, they're—they're getting some better players, Um, and that could definitely be a factor.
8: Breaking it down scientifically, you know it. Woo woo woo! With the great Jerry Palm, TLD Logistics Hotline. Is where we are we're talking about It's you know, kind of a're seven weeks out. There's a ton of season left. I mean Tennessee hadn't even played in Kentucky yet. All these big right. matchups around the conference and, and, and also around the country. One thing that I like about the sport and we do a post game after every Tennessee basketball game, we have great discerning callers on there. And, and, and one guy recently brought up to me, Jerry, the fact that it was very subtle. it was almost under the radar. Uh, unless you really, really follow uh, the game closely, the fact that the block charge call, which for years and years and years and years and years was a block, is now, uh, they they basically have allowed f- freedom of movement, I think is what I'm getting at here. It's made the college game so much better. It's made it su- such a better game now that we don't have any 50-50 calls anymore.
5: Yeah, um you know, they almost legislated the charge out of it. It's, you know, you have better game. You really, you have to be standing there to the point where roots are growing, you know, into the floor from your feet, um, before someone hits you, uh, to get a charge. I've seen a few charges this year, legit, you know, and they're legit charges, but pretty much anything that's, you know, not just like the most flagrantly obvious charge. They're calling a block this year. Um, so yeah, there, there has been more freedom of movement. Um, so, I want to go back to Dalton Connect just briefly. Sure. Dalton Connect is the fifth leading scorer, fourth leading scorer in the SEC, mm-hmm. which is great, you know, and he's having, you know, and he's getting better as the season goes on. So, he might move up that list. Dak Eadie is the number 2 scorer in all of college basketball.
8: But I'm talking about what's going to happen by the end of the season cuz Connect here, yeah. connect had a little dip there for about 3 weeks. Yeah. And you're, then, going, you're, you're taking all the numbers all year. You go off league numbers, crunch league those, numbers those are, only. Those are,
5: all, those, are, um, those are all season.
8: I know that. Crunch SEC numbers, which is what, which is what matters. Huh. And, and, and let's have a conversation. Come on, let's have an honest conversation here. This guy right now in 2024 is lighting the world on fire. Okay? Lighting it on fire.
5: I'm, I'm actually kind of amused now. Kentucky's got a guy they're calling Big Z. And, um. Pretty good player, yeah, by the way. Big Z pretty oh, yeah. good. Well, I've only seen, you know, one game, but yeah, he looks like a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. Um, actually to me, you know, if he's as good as it, you know, one game shows, um, puts Kentucky right into the national championship conversation. Um, but, uh, so I guess now we have to call Zach Bigger Z because he used to be Big Z.
8: Wow. Yeah. We're, really, we're really, this Purdue thing is, it's cutting, cutting
5: to the quick, as they I'm say, sorry. Jerry. It's I cutting to know, the quick here. You I had forgot, a little, you know, we I, had, you a, know, I forgot that you know, all of this kind of triggers Tennessee people a little bit, this whole Purdue stuff. So I'll, 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 I'll back off on that. Oh, yeah. man. I, I, actually, oh. I, actually, I actually had Tennessee, uh, in a early version of the bracket I did yesterday. I had yeah. Tennessee as a two in Purdue's region. Um, and, uh,
8: I want that. I, I want to uh, say right now, for the record, I'm putting my hand in the air, and I'm waving it like I just don't care you. Um, Waves again? Well, here's what I know about Purdue. Law of averages. I want rate right in your region, because law of averages say, Nick, because the Vols have never lost to a 16 seed in school history. Now, I don't know about you yeah. all. Yeah.
5: Uh, I, I don't know. Has that happened? At your... I don't think it's happened, but I, I have um... – You know, I'm I'm getting old, so my memory isn't what it used to be. Oh,
8: interesting! Never happened. Interesting. Bottom line is this: you you put those two histories together, and something has to give. Because, well, something has to give. I was asking a friend of mine this year day about Connect. Right? Came down to Tennessee and Indiana for him. I'm sure this really hurts your heart.
5: Is he from Indiana? No,
8: he's a Colorado kid. But I'm sure it really hurts your heart that. If Indiana would have gotten him, what kind of club would they have?
5: That's a good question because they've got talented guys. They're screwing up, with. so you know. I, I was. I mean, I assume he makes them better, of course. But you know, talent's not the problem at Indiana. So
8: this Woodson guy's just good. They're just being goofy. They're just uh, doing bets, huh? Uh,
5: I don't know. I mean, it's kind of weird. You know, he's. I mean, he's coaching the NBA, and he's got a couple of guys that are probably going to play in the NBA on that roster, you know, that play. And they just can't get out of their own way. I mean, they they had three flagrant fouls in four games, two of which were flagrant twos, so ejections. And it's just like, you know, what's going on with this team? And, it's, and it, you know, it was two different players, too. So, you know, it's, they're, they're, there's just some disconnect with that team, uh, that's chemistry issue or just something that they, had, they can't figure out how to play.
8: Jerry Palm, you happen to be the man. Todd Helton, it, let's really piss Dixon because you've really triggered him, and we're getting ready to have a I'm fun sorry. little segment when you jump off. Uh, your name will be used in vain a few times here well, from the well, callers. And, you like know. Not you that mean, that you ever happens. Not that that ever happens. Are you kidding? Well, never, you know. <laughs> Jerry, uh, Todd Helton in the Hall of Fame tonight. What do you think?
5: 6.30 Eastern. Um, I'm going to say not this year, but eventually. He's a great player. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. I'm, I'm a fan of Todd Allen. He should be in the Hall of Fame. But I, don't, I have a feeling it's not going to happen this year.
8: Matt was saying that Joe Maurer would be like a, Minnesota's had multiple guys in the Hall of Fame. I'm, I'm just not sure how that's even humanly possible. That's like a quirk of fate, some weird deal, but that's... Uh, well,
5: they had Kirby Puckett, they had Rod Carew, that's a couple of guys. I mean, yeah. you know, hard to argue with those two.
8: No, I'm not arguing
5: at all. I mean, you sound surprised that they had more than one ever the, in Hall
8: the, of Fame. The Rockies have never had a guy. Uh, some of the newer franchises have never had a guy. So I don't think the Marlins have had a guy. And the Southeastern Conference, which is crazy, has only had one player historically, and that's Frank Thomas. Seriously, seriously, that the is students, one of the said, weirdest. The
5: baseball league, as that is, they've had one Hall of Famer. That's correct. In the entire conference, the it's entire
8: league, all of history. Wow, Columbia has as famous, many as they I do. I
5: love
8: Frank Thomas. Oh, the big her. Oh, oh yeah. Uh huh.
5: Tremendous.
8: And he does uh, cryogenics. No, that was yes. Ted Williams. No. He does uh, cybergen. He does some kind of genics. Yes. Him yes. and. Yes. Uh, yes. Him and uh, I, I really and- don't want to look at Doug Flutie's dad bod, but, hey, more power to <laughs> those guys. We're making money. Jerry, you're the man. Uh, we will check you out at CBS Sports at CBSSports.com. And what, the next time we see your survey, the Vols will be on the one line, yes or no? Uh, you mean on
5: Monday? No, probably not Monday. They may get there eventually, but I don't think it will be next week. Are the Vols a one seed, Jer? In the end, they could be. Mm-hmm. They had to win the SEC. Fourteen and four going to be good enough in the league.
14: Uh,
5: I don't know how many did they lose outside the league.
8: They lost to Purdue. Oh, stop it!
5: Well, I'm just saying that's five. How many? How many losses would that be total?
8: Brian, if they finish fourteen and four in the league, how many losses total?
5: I haven't got it in front of me. That
8: would be.
10: Five losses total if they finish, yeah. let's see, wait a minute. No, they that's lost the to Carolina. Didn't they lose to Carolina, too, 3 One, two, three, four, five. That'd be uh,
8: seven losses total. Yeah, that's not going to get it yeah. But seven, a great schedule. But the best schedule in America right there. Uh,
5: nobody else did what we did.
8: Illinois, Wisconsin, nobody I, I else. Nobody. I Syracuse. Don't
5: remember the last time a seven-loss team was
8: the one. Well, you better do it. My
5: guess is if, you, if you're talking seven losses, it's probably not going to happen.
8: Jerry, you're the man. Thanks. All
5: right. Thanks.
8: Appreciate you. Good, Matt. Let's rip this guy. He's gone now on the TLD Logistics Hotline. Matt, what would you think of Jerry Palm's appearance on here? And Brian Booking said guest 10 weeks out.
9: No, he, he was good. He was good. Came on and gave you what you wanted to hear. What are you, swerving me? I mean, you argued with everything he said. So... He's not going to change his opinion.
8: X said, Palm is such a Purdue homer. Larry Walker was the first you know, Rocky uh, player inducted into the Hall of Fame. Larry Walker, is he an Expo, Brian, or is he a Rocky? What was he? He came up with the with the I Expos, think didn't he? He'd, uh,
10: yeah, he I, he played for both. I would think maybe an Expo, but yeah, I the Expo is no longer. Did he you go know, in as an Expo a, or a Rocky, Larry Walker? I think he... I think he was an expo first because the Rockies didn't come into existence until 1993. So I think he was an expo first.
8: I'm being told that it's going to take a Manning-type snub surprise tonight for Helton not to get in this year. Matt, do you agree with that, or is that a little strong, to word it that way?
9: Uh, I mean, it, it's close to that. He's certainly on the right side of the ballots that have been publicly released going into today and, and even through today.
8: This is a really big deal, y'all. This is a big... This is a For our school and for the Southeastern Conference and for baseball history and for a local Knoxville kid, for you to tell me that we've played 150 years of baseball, which is what you're telling me, and you to tell me there are 270 guys and after tonight, 273, that'll be in the Major League Hall of Fame, and if you tell me Todd Helton's one of those guys who lives back in our area now, I will tell you that's a pretty big deal. There, there aren't many HOF people walking the face of the earth. I wonder how many of those guys are alive. How many Hall of Famers are at 270 all-time? I was looking at the list, and a lot of them
10: aren't. A lot of them I never saw play.
8: Exactly.
10: Just think about it. Th- just think about how short it is. It's a Hall of Fame. It's not the Hall of Very Good.
8: Exactly. Exactly.
10: There's a difference. And that's a difference. There's there's a lot of very good players that'll never get in. They'll never see themselves get in.
8: If you guys were talking about University of Minnesota, the one guy they have that's in, Matt, they do have a guy. State of Minnesota, whatever. Minnesota Twins, they do have some players. But the guy uh from the University of Minnesota, Brian, that's in is whom? Do you do you know? You ought to be able to play. Uh, you're you're old no, enough. I'm... He was a he was a four-sport draftee, Brian. Four-sport sport, four sport wow. Drafted, in, drafted by the ABA, drafted by the NBA, drafted by uh, Major League Baseball, and I think his fourth sport, I'm just going to make this up and just say box lacrosse. <laughs> I don't know. He was a three-sport um, drafted in three different sports. Really big guy. I'll give you another hint. Played for well, let me see if let me see if this caller can get it. Hello, Mystery Caller. Can you get it?
15: Dave Winfield.
8: You knew something Brian didn't. Brian, have you ever heard of him? Dave Winfield. Yeah, I know Dave Winfield. I didn't know he played at the University of Minnesota. Yep. And he was but
10: drafted. Knew, uh, Dave Winfield is
8: Dave Winfield was a physical freak. Uh, kids look him up. You want to see a guy like a modern-day Jim Thorpe and a good-looking fella, too, at that. Good-looking fella. He's 72 years of age and native of St. Paul, Minnesota. Native of St. Paul, Minnesota. Went to the University of Minnesota.
15: And Buddy Scott and Bob little scuffle when they play Ohio State in basketball. See that beat the
8: living crap out of Luke Woody. Beat Luke Woody into the ground. I told you guys that. Y- y'all didn't believe me. Nobody you know, I believed me. Fight Dave Winfield for sure. That's that's for sure. He he went to the University of Minnesota. He won a big. He won the Big Ten in basketball. He was a in the school's Hall of Fame as a baseball player. I mean, you guys think he was any good? He played football. He was drafted by the Padres, by the Atlanta Hawks, by the Utah Stars, and by the Minnesota Vikings. Hello! How many of those people? How many of those people exist? his career with the New York Yankees. Of course, when he was roached. That's when the Yankees got him, when he was old and in the way. That's what the Yankees always do. Yankees take the Phillies' table scraps.
15: Okay, Tony, on another note, I need to correct myself. I called him Brian Cashman. It's Brian Callahan. There is a Brian Cashman, and
8: I believe he... Is he still the president general uh, manager of the Yankees? We got wankies you're gonna, on the brain. We, you're got gonna wank- trigger Bino. we got wankies on. How about Matt Dixon no-selling for Jerry Palm today? He did exactly what you wanted to do. You wanted exactly... And by the way, Walker went in as a Rocky in 2020. He did exactly what you wanted him to do. Do you know that Dave Winfield pitched in college? Marky Boy Griffin's going to be on here tomorrow celebrating the fact that he struck out a Hall of Famer. Can can you say that, Brian? Can you say you struck a Hall of Famer out? And I, I I was at the game. I believe I believe that was the game where he hit the two long home runs. He teed off on the Vols that weekend. And Griff was a walk-on on the baseball team. Brian, would that have been... Did Griff still have basketball to play? Was Griff a junior or a senior there when he went out and did that? Because that might have been one of his last acts as a Vols. Because he pointed at him and told him to sit down, and he start Everybody's in the stadium was laughing.
10: Uh, I'm thinking that happened in uh, maybe 1988. He was, goes, "Sit
8: down." It was 89, I think. So maybe 90.
10: He, sit down. Well, he, I think, his career basketball wise ended in 1980. Well, yeah, 1989. Yeah. So I'm thinking that was after, before that he he still had basketball to play. Marky will Griffin,
8: him a tall, young legend in leather. X wants to know what happened to Matt Dixon if he's lost his stinger. Troxler from over at Carnes Motor Company says, "Don't be driving our loaner car down that hill." Hey Matt, you've seen photos of my uh, subdivision. Do I want to? Does Troxler want me taking that loaner car down that hill, Matt? Lest he take it over to Joan Newbert's body shop. Uh, No, no, that that, that would not end well. Thing. That would not. Anthony saw a genius yesterday, going straight down a sheet of ice. Said the guy must ended up in our neighbor's front uh, front on a front door, basically. I don't I don't negotiate with ice, Bill. It's not. Yeah, yeah just j- just stay home. You come on like a flame, and then you turn a cold shoulder.
15: You don't you don't need you don't need to get out on the highway. It's the snow, because look we still have a lot of snow in our backyard where
8: I'm at. So Bill, what do you think of this Hall of Fame thing tonight with Helton?
15: I'll tell you what, Tony, it, it ain't fair. If he was playing for the Yankees or oh. the Dodgers Hey, Matt, that, would be a different, that would be a different story.
8: Matt Dixon, if
15: the guy, he played for the Colorado Rockies,
8: uh, uh, uh Matt, if the guy would have had that stellar career in a Yankee uniform, would he have been waiting this long? Let's tell Bino the truth here.
9: Uh, no, he would have been a first or second ballot Thank of
8: Thank you. And they would have all been jocking him, and what a great guy he is, and a credit to the sport, and blah, 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 blah. But because he played in Colorado in virtual anonymity out there, Bill, you are speaking the stone cold truth. Did you see where um, today The Rock got appointed to TKO's board of directors? I saw him on CNBC's Squawk Box this morning. Huh? Did you see it? He was on in there with Jim Kramer this morning. And huh. Ari, Ari Emanuel, who's huh. over TKO Sports now. WWE in 2025 is moving their signature program, SmackDown, to Netflix, which is the first mm. salvo in live sports, because that's sports entertainment, but they're all going to end up on these um, subscription sites before it o- it's over. You will see the Southeastern Conference eventually going behind a paywall somewhere. Matt, do you believe that, yes or no? Do you believe I'm telling you the truth? Matt Dixon.
9: Uh, yeah, I think you are. I, I saw the thing about uh, Monday Night Raw going to Netflix. That's a really interesting interesting move.
8: Big. It's, uh, they, got, they got $10 billion to do it. 10 billion reasons. And Netflix wants to stay relevant.
15: Hmm. Okay, and Netflix always had some good programming.
8: What's your favorite Netflix show?
15: I would probably have to say somebody feed Phil.
5: Somebody you know, hosted, feed
15: Phil. It's hosted by Phil Rosenthal, who was the creator of Everyone Loves Raymond. A um He uh, created that series, Tony. Phil everyone,
8: Rosenthal. Everyone loves Raymond.
15: Ray Romano.
8: Ray Romano. Just doesn't ring a bell. Billy, um, on the way out, tell Matt Dixon, whoa, whoa, whoa. hey, Matt, since the Titans named their coach, guess how many radio shows, because Bill called me earlier this morning. I've done my dead level best to keep him from talking about the Titans higher. Um, and I think I've succeeded because his call's about over. Matt, guess how many calls around, uh, shows around the region, and think of like some of the bottom of the barrel type shows that are out there. Think of how many shows Bill's called. Uh, since that news was announced, what's your guess, Matt?
9: I'd put the over/under at five and a half. All right, Bill. Let's go through them. Okay, one hundred four point five. The song That's one. that was
15: Ramon, Ramon, Kayla, and Will, aka the Big Racco. That's one. Another one, W. XUM out of the Tri-Cities, that's which is in Tennessee. Is that Bobby uh,
16: Raider?
8: That's two. Continue.
16: Yeah.
15: And,
8: um, Eric change You're getting towards a barrel. The, Continue. The sports animal. You're getting down there. And then. That's three. You. And
15: okay. then the last one, you.
8: No, there's a couple more in there. Something out of like Cincinnati or something you told me, but I am the bottom of the barrel. So you've made your way down the barrel. I don't know where you go from here, but Billy,
15: well, you're the... you know. Well, you know, I first heard it on WKN on you know the Fox Sports radio. Affiliate. Brian
8: Brian believes Brian believes that this is a bad hire for y'all. He thinks that this banishes you all to the bottom of the division.
15: Brian doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, I believe it's an A1 to, quality hire, I'm and to I'm going to gonna give Miss Amy an A+, and also Rand Carthon an A+. plus. It's an excellent hire.
8: Bill, thank you. Good luck to the Titans. They are Tennessee's team, the Tennessee Titans your team, your town, your Tennessee Titans. To the phones we go if you want to jump in. 865-200-5402. Todd Helton in the Hall of Fame tonight. Matt Dixon in Tennessee's um, roster. Matt, is Tennessee's roster, as you sat down to do this, better or, th- better or worse than you thought it would be, as you sat down to put pencil, paper, and thought into tennessee's roster heading into 2024 thus far
9: uh i I think it's pretty good you know i think you've got some key pieces that at the premium spots that that should if they continue to develop be some of the best in in the league in the country um I, i didn't just look at the roster it's kind of more of a just where the program's at three years into into the hypo tenure um you know where where they can improve what their strengths are maybe what their weaknesses are so it's you know i got it's really numbers based which you know i you know it's, but it's I, I i find it interesting it's just a lot of, a lot of stuff but it's you know i like where the program's at and the trajectory um for these next two years especially and then because you got another premium quarterback yesterday so really for the next you know, five years, you're kind of set at the most important position, so you've got a great thing to build around.
8: Which is really fun to think about. It's almost like considering the balls, as a fan, you can sort of exhale a little bit. Kind of uh, stretch your feet out and relax for a second and know that you're going to be a player. Now, doesn't mean you're going to make playoffs. It's going to be very difficult to make playoffs. But you're not going to have to talk yourself into it to get there. And in years past, you had to kind of talk yourself into it. I mean, let's be honest here. Look at Tennessee with Hendon Hooker and without him. See, that's one of the reasons why I wouldn't I wouldn't go with everybody last offseason. Well, you just hype everybody. No, I don't. No, no, I didn't last year, did I? I mean, in college football, you either have somebody at quarterback or you don't. Look at Ohio State this year. When you don't, you can have all the great pieces around them that you want to have. Their quarterback's off to Syracuse. He's a five-star guy. He couldn't play. I mean... The thing about any of these guys is nothing's guaranteed. Do you see it on a field? But you still get the ability now with this McIntyre guy. And X makes a great point today in the blog over at tclub.team. Team. And the great point is that at the end of end of it all, it is absolutely wonderful. That this guy is going to help you put your put your um class together here. That's the reality of this. That that is a that's a huge 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 deal on this George McIntyre guy. 865-200-5402. Hour 2 on the way. If you want to get in, jump in, we'd love to hear from you. Oddities in sports. This this SEC only having one. Jerry Palm believe that. One Hall of Famer going into today for the Southeastern Conference. All Nobody time. can believe that. Nobody can believe Palm that. Palm went, know. what? Huh? What? Huh? Tennessee never making a Final Four in basketball is getting there. It, that's bordering on absurd. Do you guys not agree with that? That that's bordering on absurd, especially when you look at who all's been there to a Final Four. Just poverty
10: programs like South Carolina, who never make the tourney. Georgia hadn't won a tournament game
8: in over forty years. That's exactly right. Here, I mean, n- not notwithstanding some of these alphabet soups, the Florida Internet, uh, Florida Atlantics of the world, the George Masons of the world, University of Pennsylvania. I mean, teams in my lifetime that have done it. In my time of being a sports fan. The same era where the Ernie and Bernie show couldn't win a game in the tournament. Well, you know, I mean, he had injuries. Pennsylvania? Are you kidding? Went to a Final Four? Indiana State with Larry Bird? I mean, here's the point. Down through the years, it's only taken all it takes is one guy to show up on your campus and change your fortunes. That could be connected. Could it? Sure, it could, Bry. Hey, it only takes a minute, girl. To fall to in love. Whether, to fall whether it's in fair love. or not.
10: He, he's like three inches short of it. Some have mentioned him in the same breath as Larry. It's like a Larry Bird type. Oh, no. Oh, no.
15: This is Coach Trader's dog from Columbia Central High School football. You are listening to
4: 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.
7: If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A UnitedHealthcare Dual Complete Plan can help you get more benefits than Original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over-the-phone support, UnitedHealthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a UnitedHealthcare Dual Complete Plan. Call 855-UHC-MORE. That's 855-UHC-MORE. 855-UHC-MORE.
13: This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 Wkom in Columbia, Tennessee.
8: Ah, oh, Tony, be back with you. It's a great day to be alive and well on this Tuesday. Temperatures like going to go to the fifties today, which uh, hey man, I might go out and sunbathe this afternoon. Uh, If we don't have any more winter weather, I'm not going to complain. Though school closings sure are a lot of fun. I'm not sure if it's worth being locked in the house for 10 days, but I guess that's debatable, and it's in the eye of the beholder. At any rate, we were talking about things that are really hard to believe. The caller Jake brought something up earlier that I hadn't really considered, which is somebody that had started a season at the University, not a game every once in a while, but played a season, your starting quarterback. The last guy as an instater to meet that description at the University of Tennessee was Andy Kelly, who I want to say Bry's last year was 92, which means that would be more than 30 years. I just think that's crazy. I mean, thinking about that for a second, that's just kind of nutty. uh, I think 91 was his last year. And one of the things you kind of say, okay – If you say, okay, well, it's been 30 years, 30, 32, 33 years, whatever the number is. 30 30 plus now. How does that stack up to the rest of the SEC? Because these things are all relative, and these positions are, uh, well, they're just extremely difficult. I mean, if you're going to be a um, SEC quarterback, and, uh, you know, we've had guys that are in-state guys start a game here and there. Um. Who comes to mind? We're talking about Joey Matthews. I believe he started a game. Uh, anybody else from in-state start a game? We can make a little list of those guys.
9: I think B.J. Coleman started the Vandy game one. Maybe B.J. LA. Coleman that's from Chattanooga? One. That's yeah, right. That's a good
8: one.
10: Yeah.
9: He might be the top-ranked in-state QB before McIntyre. That's Where from, like, was uh,
8: Nick Stevens from? Nick Stevens. Texas? Yeah, that's right. Texas. Well, Crompton was close to,
10: you know, he was from just across the mountain. Yep. He was probably the closest guy to the state that they've had, but he only started maybe six or seven games. He had that one half a really good
8: season his last year here, in four, and he, mm-hmm. it was too bad. And, Crompton was developed He was from He Schuler Country. If yeah, he was over serves. there. I think Swain County or somewhere in North Carolina. Yeah, I think he's. I think that's. Um, I believe that's. Um, Schuler Country. That's a really interesting thing that Jake brought up. Really interesting. So B.J. Coleman's one of them. Uh, Joey Matthews well, when you is look one at of it, them.
10: You know, Western North Carolina is a lot closer to Knoxville than many parts of in-state is. So you can almost look at it like that is an in-state guy,
8: in a way. Who else? B.J. Coleman, Joey Matthews, down through the years. Guys that started a game here or there. Anybody else come to mind? And then we were kind of thinking, like, off off the air here. We're just talking amongst ourselves.
9: I mean, J- Jerry Colquitt would have been in 94. Jerry's
8: Jerry did start. That's a good one. That's true, yeah. Uh, and Jerry was going to start wire to wire. Well, Jerry, sorry about that. That's what being left. Yeah.
9: Did Todd Helton ever start? He might have started a game. Todd Helton did. In 94, that's right.
8: Point. After that, Todd Helton started at Georgia. Well, that's a good How point. How could we
10: forget about Todd Helton being well, I, I'm just famous. telling
8: you, that's just kind of, that's kind of what, all this is done. That's why you got to kind of talk these things out. Um, We were looking at the Southeastern Conference because as we've gotten into this super era, the in-state starter I don't know if it's passe or going by the wayside, but these spots are going to be taken by the best and brightest. And the whole concept of in-state guys I like it Florida for instance, right? Florida, just off the top of my head, Danny Warfel uh, was definitely a in-state kid. He was, I want to say, um, he was from right there in Gainesville, which goes to show you the advantage they have. And he wasn't supposed to be a great player, but he just kind of arrived and did his thing. But they're two I- best in the modern era. Tim Tebow, he's a Jacksonville kid. Texas doesn't even have. They they
10: went after Arch Manning, who's not an in-state kid for them, so they don't even. Yeah, but they've had they Texas kids. down years. To... they're the only state that could actually probably yeah. get a quarterback from their state. I believe Vince Young was a,
8: Vince Young was a Texas kid. Jalen Hurts is a Texas kid. Texas is always going to have a ton of those guys. How about um, Matt? We were talking about Alabama during the Saban years. Did, was A.J. McCarron, he's a Saban guy, right?
10: Yes, he was. He played uh, after yeah, he McCoy.
8: He's from Mobile. I just think that's an interesting thing. I wonder, do, do you guys think if you're an in-state starter like this McIntyre kid, if that adds extra pressure? Because that quarterback position is really rare. It's really different. It's um, It's a unique, unique thing.
9: I think it, it yeah, probably I, does when you're the starter.
8: Yeah. What about LSU? Have they ever do they have uh, any in-state guys in this era that have played? Where was uh, Jamarcus Russell from? Do y'all remember? I think he was
10: from Mobile, he was, Alabama. I mean, he was, yeah, it? he
9: was from down there. I mean, he's a local, even even if he's not in-state. I mean, it, down there, I would just I would assume one one or two of their quarterbacks are probably from there. Can Burrow
8: was from Ohio. Burrow was in Ohio. Yeah, he was an Ohio State kid. I'm just thinking out loud here who, um, who Auburn has had down through the years. Because in the Saban era, they did have a couple of in-state guys, I want to say, that started significant, significant for them. And then in recent years, what Alabama did in recent years is they really upgraded that when Jalen Hurts got there, they just started getting better and better quarterbacks. The better and better ones started going to Alabama. It, it's, it's sometime, I don't know if it's ironic. I don't know what the term is. But the kid who spurned Tennessee several years ago and went to Alabama, where is he now? Do you guys know? And why can't I remember his name? Oh, or Ty, Ty, Ty Simpson. Still, still there.
9: Yeah, I think he's still there. He's probably, yeah. he's probably the highest rated quarterback before Mac. He might still be. I don't know. They're probably similar. Because he was it? like a borderline five-star kid, too.
8: Yeah, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? And he's gotten very limited opportunity there. He started the um, South Florida game this year. Is that right? Or did he play in
10: that game? He play. I think he played in it, but I think Buckner started. Buckner. It, I think Simpson came in and played. So he's a very, orientated.
8: very, very limited opportunity to play there. One wonders if he gets a chance under DeBoer, or what happens with him, or is he uh, just kind of lost in the curly shuffle there? Or, I don't know. It's kind of interesting to stop and think about because this is um. I I, I guess this is kind of unique. You know, Andy Kelly was the guy, um, Andy Kelly was the, is the answer to the question right now for the Vols. Significant time as a starter. Jerry absolutely texted me, he's like, Basilio, come on man, Tennessee born. Kara, that's how. That's what. That's what being locked in the house has done to my brain, bro. I haven't forgotten you. I love you. You're, you know, you're, you know, you're my guy. One, one question for Jerry would be: Would, would that make it harder? Everything a quarterback's got going on when this McIntyre kid gets here. Obviously, everybody kind of wants a piece of you, when you're the starter. And Josh Dobbs was, was t- telling a friend of mine this, just how hard it was being a quarterback here versus being in the NFL. Because when you're here, everybody wants to touch you, feel you, walk up to you. You can't go to the mall. I mean, literally, when you're the starting quarterback here and you're successful, it's um, it's a different deal. It really is. I just think that's really interesting, uh, what Jake brought up earlier. And I kind of put it up there with that one Hall of Fame player in the Southeastern Conference all time in baseball is crazy. It's crazy. There are tons of pro basketball Hall of Famers that played in the SEC and, Hall, and uh, football Hall of Famers. Now, I think there are more in those sports that get in, which probably adds to that. You know, the more cracks, the more positions, the more chances, that sort of thing. That baseball thing is so curious, though. We'll go back to our phones. Did you guys realize... Here's here's something for you while we're having this Hall of Fame discussion because Bo Jackson was going to be a Hall of Famer in anything he wanted to be a Hall of Famer in. Were it not for his injuries, his his a uh, hip his hip injury that happens happened to him, and I believe he had avascular necrosis, which is what happened to his hip. His his joint basically died. Bo Jackson and Todd Helton both played. SEC football and neither of them counted against scholarship limits at the time. Did you guys know Bo Jackson was on a baseball scholarship? And we had some. I knew Helton was. We had somebody on. Who was it that we had on, Brian, from down there at Auburn back in the spring that was telling us the story about. Was it Bo Jackson or some star player like. I think it was Greg Olson. And what what was the story? Do you remember the story? Something about like
10: a he was like a freshman. Something to do with it. It's weird. It's it's kind of it's kind of fuzzy now. But he, I he remember. I think like, I know what you're referring. to. He threw
8: to. like a lawn dart at him, or he threw uh, some kind of airplane, or it was some crazy. Yeah. And was, he said, and I turned around, and it was Bo Jackson. He goes, "What was I going to do?". Or was it Frank? To, or it was somebody. It was somebody from that era, and he was like, "I just shut my mouth." He goes, "I was getting ready to start a fight with this guy that did this," and I looked over, and it was like, "Oh, I mean, you'll whip me, basically." Yeah. Well, carry on. Carry on. <laughs> That's what he said. Let's go to the phones. Um, eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Again, eight six five two hundred five four zero two. This thing with SEC baseball in the Hall of Fame—I wonder if, because the SEC's had some great, like Will Clark down through the years was a great player. Um, Texas, if they counted, you know, the Roger Clemenses of the world—is Clemens in the Hall of Fame prior to that? Um, that steroid stuff tarnish him?
9: No, he's just steroid. Him, him, and, and Rafael Palmeiro, also from Mississippi State, would have been a Hall of Famer.
8: See, that's interesting.
9: So a bunch yeah, of these he new
8: guys—he he played at Texas. Clemens played at Texas. Yeah, and, a bunch of these new guys how, have been kind of wiped away, as they should. By the way, how many uh,
10: former Texas Longhorns are in the Hall of Fame baseball? Because I know they've had—they
8: have to have a bunch. I'm think. sorry, Jackson and Helton were actually baseball walk-ons. That's even better. So Helton was a walk-on at Tennessee's baseball team. He was actually under football scholarship. Old Tony, Tony always get the uh, Tony's always in the in the details. I
9: was I was gonna say that I, I didn't know they ever give out full scholarships for baseball. Baseball
8: Hall of Famer, it's like partial. Yeah, because I remember they were negotiating with the San Diego Padres, the Helton family. I was on the air at the time, and that was a big, big deal early in my deal. I think he was a second round pick of the Padres. Yeah, that was just out of high school. I think that's right, and they offered him pretty good money. They offered speaking him of good Tonys, money. Tony Vitello will join tomorrow. It looks like perfect. Let's go to the phones because when that happens, when news breaks out, Tony Valls is going to break in. Marky Boy Griffin's going to break in tomorrow. Matt, should we plan a takeover? Do a takeover? A Vanderbilt arena is that possible? And are we going to rip them limb from limb? In your humble opinion?
9: Uh, yes and yes. I I think Tennessee could could double the attendance of the play. Tennessee could have two or three times as many fans as Vandy. Brian, that would be really. That'd be really cool. When I'm on
8: with plaster, should I bring that up or should I put that in my pocket? What would you do? I'd bring it up. Bring it up and have some fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to ask him and Billy Derrick if they're ready for the country. because a country ready for them? Back to the phones 865205402. Yeah, I'll be with those guys later. I, I just uh, I wonder from their perspective. I don't understand I really think if Tennessee fans really showed up in mass the way I think they could. This could be it for that head coach down there. I'm not saying they're going to fire him in season, but that would really turn the stomachs of those people if Tennessee fans turn out. And the Dalton Connect show, Matt, only augments that to me, the the opportunity. If the weather's really good, meaning we don't have any of this goofiness, say you have a 50-degree day, something like that. What's, what's Memorial Gym hold, guys? Do you all know? And by the way, I've seen a couple I of games I want to say 13,000. Yeah. I like that arena. I know people don't. That thing feels like you're walking back in time, and it's a great place to see a game. We took a bus trip down there during the uh, buzz ball years. Brian, were you with us then? Were you on that trip? I did actually go. That's the last time I've been there. I've been there,
10: I think, three times for basketball games. It was really? fun, wasn't
8: it? It was really fun. But it's been that was the last time. Yeah, they they see fourteen thousand three twenty six. No reason Tennessee couldn't get nine thousand in that deal. To Matt's point, because Vandy's got about four forty five. I got to ask. I'm going to ask George you that today. How many people from Vandy are going right now? I'm going to go on a fact finding mission today. What well, they they look like they're getting like uh, four thousand a game. I mean, who knows when they flash the. But they, they, they do the deal there when you see televised games where they don't show the crowd. It's like watching one of the spring leagues in football. No offense to the spring leagues, which I watch and have been known to partake, as they say in the trade. Let's go to the phones. 865-200-5402. I got people to talk to, places to be, people to see, a hill to get off of. Hello and welcome in
11: tone who's your ball ryan.
8: yo what's go? up ryan i hope you do better than the much. last guy from the state of indiana on here
11: i was going to say who's uh, going to be a better a more lively interview jerry palm or, oh my uh, gosh old tony vitello
8: matt dixon wouldn't my even goodness. well how about you i think you're going to beat the guy Matt dixon wouldn't even rip the guy
11: well he's a real firecracker you know uh bob ross got famous narrating paintings being painted with Jerry Palm's personality and conversation skills, he could probably narrate the dang things drying. I mean, my goodness.
8: So you did that not is, find his appearance on here today engaging?
11: Even by boring Midwestern standards, that guy is a boiler to the T. My goodness. Or to the B in are, this case.
8: Are Midwestern people and boilers are they boring people? Is that what uh, you're getting at here?
11: It's or a stereotype. Or yeah. It's Is it really? Stereotype. I didn't
8: know that was a stereotype. Yeah, there's, a, there's that a...
11: were stoic, kind of boring people. Yes, I mean not me. I would say, but well, uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. A lot of
8: folks. I'll tell you this. Having a chance to had a chance to travel all over the place around our great country. There, um, I love those Midwestern people, and I love those oh, Indiana nice, folks. Too. Those Indiana folks are, uh, are, are are great people, man.
11: We're nice, but I mean. I mean, my goodness, his, mm-hmm. today, that was, that was, would you, can you imagine him and Gary Danielson calling an Alabama football game or like a big Ten basketball, like something like that? Cause old Gary, he's a boiler too.
8: He's that'd a be, boiler. Now he is a Gary Danielson. Doesn't even believe momentum been around sports halls. <laughs> <life.
11: laughs> oh man. I, I just thought I'd call into uh red poor old Jerry Palm, uh, yeah, he, he loves him the boilers. Zach Eadie might be the first guy in the history of college basketball to lose to what, a sixteen, a fifteen, and maybe he can lose to a fourteen and get like some sort of kitchen dinette set as a consolation <laughs> for being the first he, guy to ever do that. I'll tell you this for Jerry. He
8: was really smug about that one two comment until we kinda threw that at him and he was like, I don't I don't remember did did they how about Purdue People. getting beat by People. a? Si- How is that possible?
11: Well, How come they they lost to the Peacocks or whatever the heck they were the year prior was the fifteen? I don't think anyone's done that in the history of college basketball, and they they lost a uh, a young Chris Beard at Little Rock, Arkansas. I, that might be poor a Rick season. Barnes? I could probably look that up. Rick Barnes yeah, is is and, the, and the that feather That guy got beat. He got beat by that guy. My goodness.
8: Matt, am I imagining this, or is Barnes the feather in that dude's cap up there right now? The March feather?
9: Yeah, that's his biggest tournament win, for sure. And Barnes
8: was the doorway into great things for FAU. And Barnes was the doorway for Sister Jean to get to the Final Four. Barnes is like the doorway. He's like the March door. You won want you know, Barnes, Barnes in your bracket. Barnes' first NCAA
10: tournament at Texas, he Coach lost to the 7 seed, the 10 seed Purdue in the first round.
8: you
11: got to be kidding. Me. Coach Bonds. He lost to Purdue twice? Yes. Come on, good. Coach
8: Bonds, Boy, man, but- he's got it figured out now. Something's got to give this year between Connect and Coach Bonds. He lost get to your to Temple Boys one year, Tony. To what?
10: He lost to Temple Bonds did? 2001. Hey. As Temple? To
11: 11 seed Temple in the, uh, in the first sound. round. Poor
8: Bonds, an
11: that poor John guy. Was an amazing coach. Bobby Knight loved him. John Chaney. I love John Chaney. I love John
8: Chaney. I'm for John Chaney. He was not a great again.
11: coach. No shame in losing to. But he
8: RIP. The man, man, man made the Elite Eight five times and kept getting beat by all the blue bloods. It was disgusting.
11: He threatened to kill John Calipari. One of my favorite moments in sports. To- <laughs> Speaking of Coach Cal, Matt J, we are gonna win next week up there in Rupp. How scared are we? Come on, Matt, the, bring it. The
8: cat? Bring the noise right now, Matt. Are you afraid of Big Z, Matt? The Big Z-D? Uh,
9: he's a matchup problem for Tennessee. Oh. In the, the sinners don't win in, in March. It's all about guards. And I think Tennessee's got better guard player than Purdue.
8: What's no, the, we're asking about Kentucky next week. He's
9: asking you about Kentucky next week. Big Z. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, game. I, I, out. Um, I, yeah, I I don't know about the guy from Kentucky apparently it was pretty good that'll be really high scoring and should be a fun game they don't play they play very little defense so they don't do it'll none. be disappointing if tennessee doesn't doesn't have some success if they make their shots they should be able to win
8: we're talking watch party for that one who's derval ryan we're talking watch party who's derval hey, ryan
9: bro. uh i'm gonna be the sheep
11: I'm gonna get out the shears that's gonna be rick barnes uh, super bowl and tennessee's gonna win that game no problem. And we'll move closer to Jerry Palm's mythical one seed.
8: <laughs> Thank you, brother. I love Jerry Palm. <laughs> He's so next level. Let's go back to our TLD logistics phone line. On a Sleepy Tuesday, It's just kind of a Sleepy Tuesday, Matt sort of. Zon- Matt just texts me. He's like, man, sorry for zoning out. Connects actually from Fargo, North Dakota. What's up with these Dakota all around? Yeah, he
10: grew up in Colorado, but it's I guess I think his dad was a coach there at some point. He might have been coaching one of the Dakota teams.
8: The love connection. The love, the love, the love, the love. Let's go back to the phones. Hello and welcome in.
16: How are my friends, compatriots doing
8: today. Wings. You there, Tony? Go right ahead, yes, sir. I've been scouting through the media guide uh,
16: to look for quarterbacks from Tennessee. Yep. And before 65, you can't really do it because we were in the single wing uh, or before 64. But the only ones I've found since uh, myself, Bino, and the late, great Paizan, we started following football in 65. I've only found two. Charlie Fulton from Memphis, Tennessee, in 65, and Jim Maxwell, also known as the Blue Max, 70 and 71, starting quarterback.
8: I remember Black Molly and the Blue Max. Let me say this to you. Um what about down through the years? What about other guys? What about from 1970 on uh, starters? So this 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 um, this guy's no, no, really none. gonna be a rarity. I mean, I, I mean, so this, this dude's gonna be a rarity, is what you're saying?
16: Yes, I mean, yeah. I only found two between 65 and 91. You know, and so yeah, it is a rarity. To have a Tennessee man behind the helm. I
8: wonder what that's about. That's really wild. Matt, what can that be about? Dating back to the mid-60s, Matt. That's crazy. Well, you look
16: at Dewey Warren from Georgia and Conrad Holloway from North Alabama. We were close to all those guys. They weren't in our state. But, you know, back then our recruiting reach went down into those... It's kind of like that... Uh, Tommy West said about taking the footprint of the state of Tennessee and moving it down to the southern border. We were nope. getting people out of
14: those states below
8: us. Hey, Matt, you know what X reminded me of? Matt remi- uh, X reminded me that I was on the air that day. He said that to us. He said, Tony, how come I remember that and you don't? And I said, I don't know. Too much aspartame? I mean, I don't know what you want me to tell you. I, I don't remember him. I don't <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Too much aspirating. You pain. didn't remember what. I what what, what you, you just about, said. Tom? Bino said that that thing with the flip in the state, and and, and I said he he, might, oh, yeah. he he didn't say it to me, and X goes, Tony, you were on the air that day. What do you mean he didn't say it to you? <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, okay, well. That's why yeah, we pull for all those things to things I lose. Yep. That's why we pull for to lose all the time. That's right. That's right. So Another reason. Get
16: it back. Another reason. But, Tony, after I saw old Tommy Ball fill to the brim, I mean, I saw people on the top row of the upper deck clapping and screaming. I do think we could get 9,000 in Vandy. I think the mid-state Vol fans need to show up. I
8: don't know why they wouldn't. Vanderbilt's I don't they really hate
16: the place. A lot of us that have been there in, like, the 80s and early 90s, you know, it's not a very friendly place to go.
8: Well, it used to not be. Vanderbilt has ceased caring about basketball, though.
16: Now it would be okay. It would be really fun I, to go I in think...
8: there and take that thing over. That would be highly hilarious, actually. And very really, Vanderbilt hilarious. deserves it. Vanderbilt deserves it. You know, it's kind of like... When Alabama took our football stadium over in 2008, when you let your program fall like that, people are going to come and take your stadium over. When your administration's does what Vanderbilt's administration's doing in these sports, they deserve to get taken over. When you got a guy like Plaster used to do games on the radio, saying on his radio show out loud that this coach is lazy and won't recruit, and then a guys like Billy Derrick out there. Well, the guy blocks me on everything, and our guy from uh, uh, SEC seventeen, Brian, what he says about the guy. I mean, what is Stackhouse doing, Brian Hartman?
10: And I'm saying this as a Tennessee he's, fan. Uh, he's dressing really nice, though. If anything right. else, he's not My winning the games. But he's dressing nice, he looks the part.
16: These, NBA, these former NBA players sometimes think they just got to show up and the players will come to them. Isn't Michigan doing terrible
10: this year? I saw Illinois
14: annihilate
10: them on their home
16: it's court
14: in really,
10: Michigan. It's a really odd bit, though, with, with a guy like Stackhouse at a school like Vanderbilt with the academic stuff. It's just an odd bit to me. It always seemed like
8: an odd bit. Brian, you have he to really, be willing to recruit if you want to win. You've got to roll your sleeves up. In this league, if you don't do that, you have zero chance of winning. And the thing about Stackhouse is he's actually a pretty good coach. I mean, for the for the level of talent he's brought in, the results they've gotten is actually pretty good. I think the guy's an okay basketball coach. I really do. Well, I think he is, too. But this is the SEC. Right now, all they're
16: doing is collecting a check. That's it. They <laughs> that's, are, all they're, that's all they're doing. They are you know, check-collecting. And, uh, And moving to the Hall of Fame with Todd Helton, uh, I couldn't believe there was only one SEC player in there, but what would be interesting is if you took the SEC map, the states in the SEC, and look how many Hall of Famers are in there, and that that goes back to a lot of them didn't go to college. They just went straight to the minor leagues. I wonder
8: how many Tennessee-born guys are in the Hall of Fame.
16: That'd be a good one. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Tim
8: McCarver's one of them, I think. He's a Hall of Fame. No, he went into the Hall of Fame as a broadcaster. Um, cause re, I'm reading a book about Tim McCarver and Carlton in the 70s. So that's so interesting. Sheila's
16: Joe Jackson. What, he was from Georgia, I think. There you go. <laughs> he, of course, he's not in the Hall of Fame, but he's in everybody's mind.
8: How about Ty Cobb? You know? He's from Georgia.
16: Yeah, so there was a lot, I think, from the SEC footprint, but you just didn't, you didn't go to college if you were a baseball player for decades. You know, you just went straight to the minors and hope you got to the show.
8: Yep. And back in those but days, I, you had eight teams in each league and minor league baseball was incredible back in those days.
16: Uh, when my dad took me to a Smokies game, I mean, that was like, you know, you didn't see it much on TV in the mid sixties. That that was like going to a big league game because no that's all you had to the look level at. level of play, man.
8: Know. Pacific Coast League back in the day was unbelievable. Andy Mack. The Montgomery Rebels would come into town. Oh, and like Bill the Monaco would be Rebel! You know, do hey, <laughs> you <hey>. remember them? <laughs> David, uh, I'm being told that Randy Sanders and David Rutter, Mo Click wants to add those two to the list of guys who have started games. Oh,
16: That's the state? See, what I'm looking at in my media guide is, like, who started most of the season. That's it's right. It's not like, did they, you Start know. Start a game so.
8: every once in a while. But we got Phil Pierce. He started the Florida game in the early 70s. Randy Sanders, David Rudder. It had been many of them. It's a very, very unique, uh, interesting thing. I mean, when that kid yesterday said it is an honor and a privilege to be in the state, and th- this kid, if he starts multiple seasons... You know, this guy and Andy Kelly are going to be the answer to a trivial question, which is kind of interesting. Doesn't yeah, happen does much. Mean. But thank you, Doctor
16: Sanders, I really don't want to forget him. He's a great vol for life, and I want to thank him for everything he's ever no done doubt. for this
8: program. And I'll never forget that story he had at Boston College. Thank you. <laughs> Good talking to you. Because I was a young student at the time.
5: A I remember the
8: 25 season, too. I love Randy Sanders. Good dude. TLD Logistics, ladies and gentlemen. Presenting your phone lines. Marcos Garza presenting Garza Law, Tennessee. Basketball overtime, which will uh, not not be with you tomorrow night, nor tonight. Vol's getting a rare week off. Brian, what's led to this? What's the what's this week off thing about? Well.
10: There used to be the Big 12 SEC Challenge, which was in the middle of the conference season when they had that. And yep. last year was the final season of that. Right. So every team now has a, at some point, will have a week off between games. So Tennessee and Vandy are the first two to have a week off, like a week idle. And other SEC teams will eventually Kentucky chose to put a non-conference game against Gonzaga in there with their week off. So they they actually played one last game prior to conference play, and they're going to play Gonzaga sometime in February, which is going to be a must, probably a must-win game for Gonzaga
8: maybe to get in the tournament. Matt Dixon, does that make any sense to you? You've got an even number of teams. You play two games a week. You play the league schedule. This doesn't make any sense to me, Matt. None of that makes any sense to me. I, no, mean, I I don't know.
9: I'm not comprehending it, Matt. I I did they start? Did, did was the first league game a midweek game? I think that's right. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. They just had an open they, spot. Well,
10: yeah, the uh, they did they, they, they did that because they wanted to make room for the Big Twelve SEC Challenge.
9: I'm really which missed Pauls.
10: usually in the end of into January. I miss having a midweek so game this year. They did they did they used to have a midweek game in midweek between Christmas and New Year for SEC I miss play, it. And they don't do that this
8: year. I miss it. By the way, I told y'all yesterday that Joel Embiid is playing at a level unlike anything I've ever seen in my life, and I know it's NBA regular season basketball. Last night he Well, did you see that Wembyama guy like Prey and went out and threw up seventy one points. And I watched that thing wire to wire last night and I could not believe what I was seeing. He had the ball on a string. I could not believe it. Anthony
10: had 62 himself in a loss. So you had a guy score 70 and a guy score 62 last night. Back to Out of the, the phones
8: we go. Joel Embiid is a great show on radio right now. Hello and welcome in. You're on the air. Hi. Hi, uh, Tony. Yes, welcome in.
14: Oh, hi there. uh uh, uh. I'm just trying to get this nervousness out of my system. I feel like I'm going to have to quit watching that pre-game NFL stuff. I'm on overload.
3: You're fired
8: up right now, focused <laughs> and prepared?
14: <laughs> oh, it's a crazy. Let me tell you, you know, they've got all kinds of stories going on. You know how that is. And and it's crazy. You've got the M&M and there and that coach, you know, and you've got uh, – you know the Purdy hate. It's getting uh, Ryan Clark's went off his rocker, going on shows. You know he's got some problem with Purdy, and then there's some ladies. What's
8: what's Ryan? What what possibly? What are they saying about Purdy? Other than he let oh, his team down the field when it not, mattered.
14: He's a system quarterback, yeah. and he could and he could not do none of this if he didn't have the weapons mm. he did, he does. Mm. Uh, he's too. He's not your prototypical quarterback. Mm. Modern, in other words, you know, he's not the six-five athletic uh, They compared him with all the other ones. And they said one of these does not fit. Oh my God! It went plumb crazy. I said, okay, I just had to, uh, you know, tune it out. But Ryan Clark and then some lady. Look, I think she's the one that used to be the owner of the Raiders, and uh, 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 I can't, Thrasher, Amy Thrasher? Thrasher. Thrasher, Trasker, something like that. So she, you know, she's got time to sell a book, so I figure that's what this is all about. She goes on a podcast, and this is before the Green Bay game, and she makes the comment that we're getting into the playoffs, and we've got a real treat this year. We've got seven terrific quarterbacks. And Brock Purdy, I about I about just wanted to book a flight and go find her.
8: <laughs> well, at the end of the it day, is
14: ridiculous.
8: At the end of the day, I will say this about the NFL's talked about too much. Talking heads on ESPN, and I like Ryan yes. Clark, former Steeler great. But the problem with those shows is. You have to go on there, have a hot take, and keep people angry. It's kind of like our political climate. Oh
14: yeah, that's you exactly. Keep, it's just yeah. like that. Oh, it is. You can see it.
8: And I don't. And I don't. And that's why I don't watch those shows because.
14: Oh, and that and that Steve, You're not there, there to have, have mean, an honest discussion you know, it's with just me. Crazy. Yeah, you're not uh, there to
8: talk about things on. You? You're there to make me mad, and you know if you make me mad, I you know I can make myself mad. I don't need you to make me mad or, oh, or yeah, show to make I me said, mad. I mean,
14: that's this is just ridiculous. I right. mean. How does anybody with a brain—I mean, with hyper brain—if uh, you're going to take her serious, you know—and then Condoleezza Rice come out and said because she's getting such grief, this uh, tra- is it. Trask, am I saying that right?
8: Amy Trask.
14: Yeah, uh, she's 61, and she's supposed to be some, you know, uh, beacon of feminism, in the, uh, you know, in the NFL. Uh, well, I just. I uh, addressed her. I don't. I said I. I think a mama from the grass cutter leagues of, the, of Cosby could be a judge, a better judge of a for, for, of a quarterback right. than you, honey. Well, they didn't. Uh, mean, uh, really, you didn't inherit. You didn't knows. inherit
8: a football team, though, Peggy. So what do we know? You didn't inherit.
9: Uh, well, here, honey, if here, I here, here's the
8: thing. Here's the thing about the argument shows on ESPN. And this is just the way they are. They are there to get numbers. It's all they care about. It's not about good content. It's just about keeping people angry, selling a book every once in a while, oh, yeah. getting attention in that space. And, you know, after a while, it's all exhausting. Well, because, is what
14: I can is A yeah. lot of them got shows on TV... They are. They've got now. They have to have a podcast because you that's know right. they see somebody have a successful that's right. thing online that's and right. not have to go through all that. They just right. Have to jump over. Pat there McAfee.
8: Too. Here's the thing. Here's the thing too about media. Once you realize that they're there just to push your buttons and keep you angry, it really will make you a more discerning oh, yeah. that, consumer you know, that's why of I the media. This
14: when there's nobody with an agenda and y'all let people call. Yeah. And, you know, speak their opinion and we can have fun. Yeah. And I, I, before I called here, I went through about a year just listening to different shows and stuff. Yeah. But the main one listened to is Spine Bomb. And I'm going to tell you, they bring everything in. They go to the politics, they go to the religion. Yeah. I mean, it would get. So uncomfortable. I, I mean, you. You know, we talked about not saying things because I thought if I want them to keep taking my call, I mean, you know. But well, the, I the thing
8: know. the thing about the political deal is, is that. And when I was a kid, we used to engage in that. Then I realized yeah. the thing about political stuff is I'm trying to build community here, mm-hmm. and exactly. that that just. That just doesn't build community. Oh,
14: thank you. The most beautiful
8: beautiful thing to me about a stadium is when I walk into a stadium is that we might be from different colors, religions, worldviews, political persuasions, and we're all there to cheer for our team. Now, is that a beautiful thing or is that a beautiful thing? And when you think about a team, a sports team, you might be there from different colors. Different backgrounds, different religions, different worldviews, different political persuasions, and guess what? You're all on the same team. You have to figure out how to make make it work. These people that are trying to divide you 24-7 with hot-button issues, they're not trying to make anything better. They're not. They're trying to line their pockets.
9: That's well, what that, that's why you opening all the crisis hotlines is is such a great thing for the community and, and people you bring people together tor- by doing that tor- constantly tor- and, tor- and you open do? so you open some re-
14: you might even open too many
9: but you just have such a welcoming heart that's it I mean like well, when I I, when listen, I, I,
14: yeah. I hadn't really called in but I've listened in to yeah. uh, since they've been retired yeah I just wanted to check it out. And I, I checked it out, like, the day after. And right. it, But then I went and listened to it yesterday. And there's still some of their main callers the one, the hardcore talkers. I mean, they're coming back on now. But, you know, they sound like they've been through the aftershocks of a nuclear bomb not <laughs> Peggy, you happen to be
8: my all-time... And I mean my all-time... Yeah, I think you're an artist at this point. You're doing art. Here's the thing about Brock Purdy, I'll say to anybody, Liz, this whole system quarterback thing, okay? You, you know what matters in the NFL? One thing. Winning. The rest of it is a bunch of nonsense. Now, ESPN would have short shows if they said this. Hey, that looked like Joe Montana moving the ball down the field in the last minute. That's how those guys are judged. You know the difference between Brock Purdy and the guy at Buffalo? Both guys had teams, games on their home field. Both guys had games in inclement weather on their home field. One's cold, one's rainy. Both guys' teams didn't exactly play well. Both guys' teams were, kind of had an injury here, an injury there. You know, conditions aren't going to be perfect this time of the year, whatever. One guy delivered, one guy didn't. Don't, Don't give me that system quarterback nonsense. Brock Purdy can play. But you know that doesn't move any needles. I gotta compare him to this guy, that guy. He's not athletic enough, he's a system quarterback. I mean, my son all these years, you know, we used to argue, Tom Brady's a system quarterback. system what? System quarterback? Are you kidding? I mean you say that about anybody. Is is Nico when he gets successful here in this deal, is he a system quarterback? Was Hendon Hooker a system quarterback? Who cares? I mean, last time I checked, I want to put somebody in my system and optimize my system if I'm trying to coach, right? So, if Ryan Clark said that, that's embarrassing, and I'm embarrassed for him, but he's on a fake argument show. So, whatever. We continue with more after this.
0: This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee
2: Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Garnets begin the year as January's birthstone. Garnets are also the gemstone that are traditionally gifted for a second wedding anniversary. Here at Tillis Jewelry, we have a variety of garnets to fit your budget, whether you prefer vintage or modern. Next time you visit us, be sure to mention this ad and receive 10% off your purchase. You deserve something new to begin the new year. Follow us at Facebook and Instagram.
12: This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7
3: WKOM, Columbia. TB, back with you.
8: 865-200-5402 on a Tuesday. Rice fans, it's, uh hope you're having a great one. We are. Our radio show is about to expire, and it's been an absolute blessing being with you today, as it is each and every day. Um, and tomorrow on the program. Marky Boy Griffin will join us. Also, Watson Brown is going to join us. We're going to have a whole lot of fun. In the meantime, Todd Helton and the Hall of Fame. Best of luck to Todd. Next time we talk, we'll find out if baseball did the right thing. Spike Lee. In the meantime, I want to say to the radio listener, check out tclub.team today. X has a terrific report over there. He's got just a Wonderful report for you. Just done a marvelous job with that. In the meantime, I I love you. I appreciate you. It's a blessing to be with you each and every day. And God willing, we'll come back again tomorrow and do it all over again.
6: This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.